Welcome back to the Strategic Execution Podcast Series. We're the execution gurus with over 40 years between us leading strategic execution at companies from the lower middle market to the Fortune 50 on behalf of investors and boards. In this podcast, we offer insights and thought-provoking anecdotes from our experience to help your merger integration, plan implementations, growth initiatives, or major transformations succeed with fewer change resources than you've been led to believe you need and yield a healthier company than you imagined was possible. Today, we are interviewing a subject matter expert in the field of information technology due diligence. We will discuss a topic on the minds of many boards, managers, and investors in companies seeking to maximize the impact of a strategic plan or global initiative. How can companies and investors remove IT uncertainty during the M&A process? Please welcome Nate Raymond to the Execution Gurus podcast. Nate is a leader in the management consulting practice at Credera, a technology solutions firm where he spearheads the tech clean team practice. Nate, in our work together, we regularly discuss with you the essential strategic role IT plays in any successful acquisition. In fact, in nearly every assignment that we lead, IT transformations are key work streams in the overall execution program management. Please explain to our listeners what an IT clean team does. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Harry. Great to be with you. As you know, clean teams are nothing new to M&A. They are a common tool that is traditionally used to pressure test the valuation of an acquisition target. These teams, however, can be employed beyond their standard application. IT clean teams are small technical teams that examine valuation synergies that are centered on modeled IT assumptions. These IT assumptions are often wrong. When they are, the synergies that acquiring companies depend upon quickly evaporate. Credera's IT clean team methodology targets and analyzes the merging company's systems to test M&A valuation models and equip acquirers with accurate IT synergies. Thanks, Nate. What are the primary challenges with getting unfettered access to the IT systems during the due diligence phase? Well, there are two main ones. The most common is that access to the, these systems is often granted at too late a stage in the acquisition process. The key is to not treat IT diligence as simply a component of post-merger integration. These kinds of exercises should come well in advance of go-no-go decisions made during valuation review. Done right, these activities should help to pressure test those valuation models. Now, certainly, an added bonus is that the IT clean team insights can be leveraged by post-merger integration teams downstream during the construction of the transition plan. The second challenge is more technical and can be tricky. Ideally, software systems have at least two places where the code exists. The first environment is customer-facing. We call this the production environment. The second is for creating and testing code. We call this the development environment. Ideally, there should not be a big difference between the two in terms of the code base, but sometimes there is. Those performing technical diligence need to be sure that they are looking at the environment with the latest code. If a company is exclusively making changes in production, a bad idea, by the way, 
then that's where most of your analysis should focus. But because production is customer facing, the ability to touch and analyze that code base will be limited. After all, the acquisitions targets business operations are still in flight during due diligence, and we can't afford to break their business systems as a result of our technical analysis. Yet, we can't complete due diligence and validate assumed synergies without unfettered access to the most up-to-date code. Fortunately, there are ways to navigate this challenge, but if you're not intentionally searching for the authoritative code base, you might be analyzing the wrong systems or environments. Nate, we know that your approach involves identification, audit, assessment, and estimation. Would you please briefly highlight the four key elements of that approach? Happy to. As you mentioned, we attack these initiatives over four phases. First, we partner with our clients to define the acquisition objectives and desired outcomes and review the valuation model to determine what kind of synergies are required to achieve those outcomes. Second, we audit the current state environments of both the acquiring and target firms. This involves investigation of technical talent, process, and technology systems. Third, we compare our findings, identifying technical gaps between the two organizations that will present risks during integration. Lastly, we take those capability gaps, estimate the effort to close those gaps, and use that information to test the technical assumptions within the valuation model. In many cases, adjustments to evaluation models will be needed based on our findings. Nate, in environments or phases with only limited access, what can be done to enhance the IT assessment if the data room is the only information afforded? That's a great question. Clearly, you've seen this before. It also showcases why we lead with identifying business objectives. Rarely are all business objectives created equal. Often, certain objectives have a higher priority. This is true for any business. By focusing on the must-have objectives, we can isolate the people, processes, and technology systems that support those key objectives. Rather than asking for access to everything, we can help the buyer to primarily ask for access to mission-critical technical resources. While it's not ideal, this value-driven prioritization exercise at least gets you the most critical information. And, because it always ties back to the purchase decision and price point, equips you to test the most important aspects of your valuation model. Nate, any other essential lessons or prescriptions for investors or acquiring companies with respect to best practices and in IT integrations? Sure. It's important to not forget about vendors serving the target firm. Most vendors have contractual rights to audit the users of their technologies to ensure that the vendor's subscription policies and security parameters are being used as designed. In many cases, the target companies you are evaluating are small and their vendors aren't too worried about auditing them, so they rarely do. Following integration, once the target firm is absorbed into a larger acquirer, those vendors might be compelled to finally conduct those audits. If you haven't deliberately combed through the target company's SLAs, compliance standards, and software subscription models, you might be found liable for shortcuts the target firm took before the acquisition. As a result, you might even owe fees that the target firm should have been paying but now impact your balance sheet. It's a lot of work to do, and teams like mine are happy to help. Thanks, Nate. Your action steps are always complementary to the CHAMP methodology for holistic execution of all strategic and operational work streams. 
I think they really do go together. As part of the CHANT methodology, you and Harry really emphasize the need to understand performance gaps and the value of bringing the right kind of leadership expertise to bear. What I've articulated is simply a narrow application of that philosophy within the M&A due diligence space. That's terrific, Nate. Finally, for our curious guests who wish to hear more from you, where can people find your thought leadership online? You can find more of my firm's services at Cordero.com. You can also reach out to me on LinkedIn. Simply mention today's podcast. We welcome you to access a free download of the change acceleration management process at executiongurus.com. We sincerely hope that you can deploy the methodology at your company. In the meantime, please look out for the next edition of the Strategic Execution Podcast Series. This is the Strategic Execution Podcast, where we aim to help your merger integration, plan implementation, or major transformation succeed with fewer change resources than you've been led to believe you need and yield a healthier company than you imagined was possible. We are Harry Gray and Greg Kalman, the practice leaders at Execution Gurus. As always, thanks for listening. This podcast was produced by Execution Gurus Media in partnership with the cover pages. Our original soundtrack was created by Hannah Kalaman and performed by Hannah Kalaman and Caleb Kalaman. Our executive editor is Caleb Kalaman. Thank you.